Our podcast is live. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands. As always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's a WNR 153. Yes, we are live for our first ever WWE WrestleMania kickoff show. I cannot wait. Dan, are you excited? Uh, I am very excited, yeah. It's a very stacked card. A lot, a lot of matches. And what a show we have for you. Yeah, just let everybody know what we've got in store, Dan. Uh, we've got news, 205 Live, Mix Match Challenge and shout-outs, games, a huge announcement. But first, it's the alternate intro. Yeah, and for the first time ever, I am not doing it. I'm going to leave it to a legend, Classy Freddie Blasey. Time. No beginning no end an infinite procession that humbles our mortality but there are moments in life that transcend our fate memories crafted by gods among men that defy time to forget them these are the moments that echo through the ages always heard never to grow old Born of will, christened with blood. They are testament to the strong, the mighty, the eminent. Deities who defy their own mortality to forge an indelible imprint in the annals of time. Like the mythic gods of ancient Greece, they may thrill us, inspire us, at times make us angry, but they will never let us forget them. Tonight is their night, their battle, their moment of ultimate sacrifice. For this is their theater, their altar, their chance for divinity. Welcome to WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. Well, yes, that was Freddie Blast. Yeah, I couldn't do it better myself. But we have huge news. We're going to have a huge announcement, and it's bigger than ever. And that news is we have a third member. Yes, Matt Amos, a close friend of mine, will be joining the podcast. But you won't hear his voice in the show, but you will hear his songs because I'm proud, and well, Dan, you are as well, to announce that we have a brand new intro and theme song for the show. Dan, are you happy? Well, should we listen to it first? So let's play the new intro that we have just created now. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018... Not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, WWE pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we have watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR.
So there you have it. It's our new theme song. Dan, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, it's great. We, we have, we've had a few versions of it sent through to us, but, you know, we've kind of made a few adaptions and changed it and made it our own. So, yeah, you know, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and of course you can uh, please let us know what you think. Send us an email at com, And also, uh, the guy that's created songs for us, like I say, is on SoundCloud. We've put a link in all of our contact pages on social media. Uh, if you want to search for my SoundCloud, it is Diddly. So just search Diddly. It's the guy that's going to do all our songs. But uh, like I say, we're behind all the music on the WNR podcast. So it's a huge announcement. about. Uh, so there you go. That's how we're going to start the show. And uh, bit of, we're going to do a bit of news. But first off, Takeover. We, we cannot not talk about Takeover. First, we'd like to thank everybody that joined us last night. At 11 p.m. for our takeover pre-show. Over 12,000 people were there listening to us last night. We hope there's, uh, well, the same or even maybe more tonight for our first ever WrestleMania. But, Dan, what did you think of uh, NXT TakeOver last night? Um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Some of the results that came up I wasn't too happy with. But, yeah, you know, the matches were great. Uh, The Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gagano match was absolutely perfect. I told a brilliant story. The ladder match, and of course, my man Ali B. Yes, yeah, no. Um, what what a takeover it was. We just say we should say that we're going to get. Uh, we are on Twitter tonight. WNR hashtag WNR live, and already well, our number one fan, Mark Tardis, has been on and says, "Sounds awesome." It's a tad Doctor Who s, but he. And uh, this is what we're trying to do now. We're gonna. The old theme song was very gaming. This one's going to be more like a in-your-face type of thing. But we're going to move on now to live news. News! And Roman Reigns is nearing a sacred WrestleMania record. Well, for fans who think WWE has been heavy-handed with their Roman Reigns enema, we have a stat for you. If WrestleMania events are WWE's version of Super Bowl rings, then Hulk Hogan had an uninterrupted dynasty from 1989 to 1993. The four consecutive years of closing WWE's showcase for the Immortals was only threatened by John Cena's three-year streak from 2011 to 2013. But if Roman Reigns goes on last at WrestleMania 34... Hogan will have to share his throne. Well, Reigns is currently riding his own three-year WrestleMania hot streak, and all signs point to his tussle with Brock Lesnar closing the April 8th New Orleans mega show. With three weeks left to go, WWE has already committed themselves to making Reigns and Lesnar feel like the main event. With Lesnar's insubordination, Vince McMahon making an appearance to suspend Reigns, and the facts of all, this is for the company's most sacred championship, WWE needs little justification to have Lesnar versus Reigns be our final image for WrestleMania 34. However, they do have a little competition, you see. While the match has yet to be made, John Cena versus The Undertaker appears imminent. Given their immense gravitational pull as WWE superstars, this pair of icons could easily headline the show. And still, WWE has another option. Take this with all the cynicism you need, but there are rumours churning that the WWE may choose to have the mixed match challenge, uh, the mixed match tag match between Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. But WrestleMania's th- WrestleMania 34's final chapter, it may seem dismissible, 
But WWE is clearly restructuring their entire women's division around Rousey. Well, as a former Olympian and UFC champion, Rousey legitimizes WWE in the same way Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar once did. Given her resume and visible commitment to WWE, it's not hard to imagine her becoming Hulk Hogan, <coughs> the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Main event in her first WrestleMania would certainly put her on that trajectory. So, who will close the show? Well, WWE is keenly aware of Roman Reigns' battle of perception. If he were to be the main event, his fourth consecutive mania, this could really irritate chunks of WWE's fan base. While the he's being shoved down our throats is a tired criticism, him monopolising WWE's most hallowed real estate like this makes for an easy example of WWE loving Roman Reigns a little too much. However, do we really want to see a 50-plus-year-old Undertaker main event two consecutive WrestleManias? Personally, I do not, but I wholly understand the folks who'd rather eat a live rodent before seeing Roman Reigns main event yet another WrestleMania. And then we go on to more news, and it's a DUI, and it's not Jeff Hardy. No. Former WWE Divas champion Gillian Hall pleaded not guilty in Orange County, Florida court on Monday for a DUI case dating back to April the 10th, 2015. Hall's blood alcohol level was greater than 0.20. Well, after multiple failed attempts to pass a pre-trial diversion program that would have wiped the charge from a record, Hall was allowed to plead no contest to a reduced charge of reckless driving due to and received probation of up to six months. Hall had some of the DUI fine that she had previously paid with funders for her since that charge has now been changed and new fine slash cost of $461.25 were imposed. Hall was given credit for what she'd been completed in the PT programme and was given the choice of completing an additional 46 hours commute service or paying another $460 in fines. Obviously, Hall chose to pay the additional $460, thus ending her imposed probation. Hall, who worked on the WWE main roster from 2005 to 2010, has been ordered to attend two county-approved DUI school sessions in, next, in the next three months and was given 12 months to pay any additional costs or fines. Monday's hearing created. If she does all that, her case will be closed, but the reckless driving charge will remain on her record. Our oh, Hall was also given permission to travel for work, as so announced appearances at WrestleCon and the Shenanigans Party in New Orleans. Sounds like she's been up to her own shenanigans, Dan. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Uh, next bit of news, Rusev reportedly unhappy, recently asked WWE for a release. Well, despite looking, sounding and selling merchandise like a top WWE star, Rusev has struggled to get meaningful reps in front of WWE cameras. The disconnect between promotion and the opportunity reportedly led to the Bulgarian brute asking for his release. Well, according to a poll, a source within WWE that Rusev Back request to part with his WWE contract. However, WWE counted by putting him in a US Championship match at WrestleMania 34 alongside Randy Orton, the glorious Bobby Roode. We've actually got a button for that today, Dan. Glorious! Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal. The specifics are still hazy, but this report fits a certain narrative. Just days ago, WWE added Rusev to the US Championship match. Before then, Rusev and his spouting popularity look to be destined for the ever-arbitrary Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Well, considering Rusev's contribution, specifically, as is not a, that is a really difficult word to say on a live show, his hashtag Rusev Day creation, that is a top-selling shirt on WWE.com, being relegated to a pre-show battle royal was an insult. It makes perfect sense of Rusev to have been salty about his usage. The same goes for WWE sticking him in a title match 
to assuage his frustrations. Now the question begs, will he win? Well, before we start handicapping Rusev's WrestleMania odds, it's worth pointing out that Rusev allegedly asked for his relief in 2017 as well. However, that report was quickly labelled as fake news as it drew the ire of both Rusev and his wife Lana. However, this story seems to fit. Given the success of Hashtag Rusev Day, the two-time US champion processed the leverage necessary to force WWE into throwing him a bone. Now a proven veteran of WWE, Rusev would instantly garner from other promotions with a chance of becoming a bona fide star. In short, it is in WWE's best interest to keep the Bulgarian brutes happy. And that sentiment may charge Rusev into winning the title at WrestleMania 34, already surging with organic momentum, now appears that the company may be behind Rusev. If anyone other than Randy Orton leaves New Orleans as the US champion, it of course will be Bobby Roode. And if Bobby Roode can't get the job done, then it will be Rusev. Take a break with the news, and let's watch the WWE Mixed Match Challenge final. This is the final of the Mixed Match Challenge. We're watching it live on the WNR's WrestleMania live kickoff. We cannot wait for this. This is April 3rd, 2018. It was on. And the final is Miz and Oscar, my choice in the Mixed Match Challenge, going up against Charlotte Flair and Bobby Roode. James, the choice that he should have had. Yeah, but it's a glorious Bobby Roode. You didn't say that right. And yeah, there may be the choice, but it's like Batman, isn't it? Sometimes it's not the team that they want is a team that they need. And Oscar and the Miz have been probably the best team in the mix match challenge right here. Um, well, when you say Oscar and the Miz, don't you mean Oscar? What are I? Just because... Because of her streak. It's yeah. hardly going to get ended on Facebook Live, is it? <laughs> well, there were. Rumour has it, Dan. Rumour has it. <laughs> don't sound too excited. Uh, that Charlotte when Charlotte and Rude were favourites to beat Miz and Oscar on this one, just to uh, drum up interest on Facebook Live, like you say, and then maybe they can call it off as like a saint that happened on tag team, as opposed to singles competition, so she might be defeated there, but one-on-one. But we're going to find out, I mean, who would you uh, back in? This is quite an easy question, really, isn't It'd it? would be Oscar. Yeah. I wouldn't back The Miz. I wouldn't back Bobby Roode. I wouldn't back Charlotte. I'd back Oscar. Yeah, fair enough. She could beat Bobby Roode on her own. And we see Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Beth Phoenix on commentary, and of course... Beth Phoenix, Phoenix will be commentating at WrestleMania. So what well, have you they, they must have liked her at the Mixed Match Challenge yeah. enough to... Uh, well, she's better than Stephanie. She is better than so Stephanie, uh, I'll comment you, to be fair to her. What have you thought of the Mixed Match Challenge as we're in week 12 now? Um, I, I, it's been a bit hit and miss, really. Um, I think, you know, it's it's had some comedic moments, so to speak. You know, the, uh, the Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman storyline they've got going on, the... Uh, the Finn Balor, you know, like the the backstage segments, Carmella and Carmella, Carmella. and Biggie, Nia Jax not liking Apollo Cruz, you know, it's, it's been, you know, comedic, but it's it's nothing more than comic relief, I suppose. But I think we, that's needed sometimes in WWE, and I think another series of this, I think it would be happy, I would be happy to see whether it be on Facebook Live or whether it be as a part of Raw and the SmackDown event, you know, down the line or whatever it is, even if it was like a special one-off event. Uh, I think it'd be interesting. I think the teams, y- there's a lot more they could do with the teams as well, couldn't you? You know, have maybe a couple of teams, like I say, a bit hit and miss, making them more, uh, uh, yeah, so have the teams a bit more chemistry because we had people like Bailey and um, 
GP, we have people like Bailey and GPD, and Bailey could maybe go with someone else. I think the Ballon Banks team work, but maybe, you know, with Lynch involved. But Dan, I get one a month, and this is my one. And it is the Mixed Match Challenge final. So there we go. I think the best team, as in chemistry-wise and look-wise, Charlotte Rude coming out in matching robes. I mean, Bobby Rude is fantastic. And I mean, you think about the winning streak Bobby Rude has been on since the start of the year. Getting through to the final of the Mixed Match Challenge. Beating everybody for the United States, uh, you know, Open Challenge that he had. The Rude is on fire at the moment in WWE. Well, you know, you say they're matching. They've got matching robes. They had matching titles at the start of this Mixed Match Challenge. But what happened, James? What happened to his title? Exactly. One match. One match where the referee counted fast and the other opponent got lucky. That one match, apart from that, Rude has been unstoppable. Do you know why, Dan? Because alongside Charlotte and him himself, he knows he's glorious. And he is. Bobby Rude is out here. Oh, my God. And... Nice to see Charlotte back. Of course, she missed last week's Mixed Match Challenge because of a dental issue. The Miz has picked up a couple of victories in this tournament. you got to say he's carrying, carrying his own weight. Miz's champion, Oscar, will be champion, surely. Don't call me Shirley. Well, you've got Oscar that's guaranteed to be a champion. The Miz is a champion. He might not be after this. You've got Charlotte, who's a champion, and Bobby Roode, who's never going to hold a championship again. Yeah, but en- enough about your uh, just pure we're going to see tonight Charlotte and Oscar going face to face and of course this is just a preview of what we're going to see tonight at Wrestlemania probably the most anticipated women's title match in WWE history of course we're going to go build up even more when we run through the card but this is going to see what kind of chemistry they got if they if they work well together in the ring and really you know Wrestlemania will know more of course with the Miz he's going to be busy at Wrestlemania because like he said he is in the corner champion, defended against Finn Balor and Rollins. And really, Dan, you can toss a coin between the two of them. And then Bobby Roode will, be become, will become two-time United States champion as well at WrestleMania, defeating the useless Randy Orton, Rusev, and of course, Jinder Mahal. So a lot to look forward to here. And it all starts now. Whoever, whatever team wins this, I'm happy. You see, I'm, I'm happy whatever team wins this. Of course, both teams are fighting for $100,000 for their local charities. We, of course, covered this news on the WNL1, the Miz and Maurice, of course, having a baby. And, and it was a lovely news story. And, you know, you weren't a huge fan of it, Dan, but just think the Miz can take the Intercontinental title home and the Mixed Match Challenge final trophy to his newborn child. What a lovely story. Wow, yeah, he, he potentially could, or Bobby Roode could get, you know, a trophy for his very empty WWE cabinet. You know, Orton's got Grand Slam, Bank Briefcase. You know, he's got pretty much everything in there. Bobby Roode, his US title sitting there lonely. And the NXT title. Oh, the, oh, oh. yeah. But you, you don't count other companies' championships, do you, though? So. Unless it was Randy Orton who went away and then became really successful in other companies, won lots of championships. But you, again... Well, I did, yeah, say, I did say Bobby Roode's WWE Championship case is empty. And, you <laughs> so, know, you've already so started. He's got you see, two look, titles in it. Look, we got through TakeOver all right, apart from, of course, what happened at the end. And now you're starting this now, aren't you? You know, we're trying to do the live it's show. Not the TNA, we're it's professionals. not the TNA Review podcast. I'm not going to argue with you, Dan. I am not going to... Well, I will argue with you. It's not a TNA, but like WCW is now counted as part of WWE's world it's been taken title. over by WWE. Well, TNA, eventually, the, the rights will be owned by WWE down the line. And then people will count Until that. Until that point, it doesn't count. <laughs> well, okay, let's just concentrate on the final here because it is... The, well, it should be. It is the United States champion, not for the Intercontinental champion, the Miz. 
former US champion. For me, he's still United States champion. He got screwed out of the title at Fastlane. Again, let's not bring it up. Let's just enjoy this, you know. We all know what happened at Fastlane. Go back and listen to it. WL147. Look at Rude. Whooping in the face of Miz. <laughs> well, everyone's going off with their catchphrase and Oscar just starts shouting. And look at that knife edge chop. Could, Ric Flair couldn't do it better himself as he sends the Miz reeling. I like both these men. Like, oh, Charlotte chops Miz. Glorious DDT. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And the Miz just escapes out. Will he tag in Oscar? I think he's got no choice now, has he? You know, that was over before it even started. So we're finally going to see it then. Oscar gets tagged in. Here comes Charlotte. Just starts wooing. <laughs> and Oscar, she's not scared about that. She's gone through crazy people. She's gone through giants in the women's division. She's not going to be worried about Flair. through beautiful people as She well. has, exactly. She's been through everybody. She's not going to be uh, intimidated by Charlotte. Nice colour and elbow type. Nice and deep, that was. Both women sticking in it. Easy. What? Easy. I'm just it's saying. Early. It's still early. And Oscar and Charlotte here. I mean, we've got... Tonight, we've got so much more to come. Of course, we're going to be looking at 205 Live. We're talking about the whole event. You know, it's arguably going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It, it has the potential. On paper, you look at it, and you think, yeah, it's going, it's going to be a great one. But we shall see. But it's just a level of excitement. Well, you've said multiple times, you're, this is probably the first time you're looking forward to the WWE pay-per-view over the NXT pay-per-view. You know, it's... It's got to be something glorious. Yeah, I know. I know. So, we will see what happens. Rude's going to roll up Miz. You've got, he tagged. Why would the Miz tag himself back in? Oscar seemed all right there. He needed to go caught by Rude. And again with a backslide. Oh, and Oscar's standing in the background. She don't care about Miz. She's just worried about her streak. Yeah, and I think she should be. You know, like you said, Oscar can carry herself. Rude shows his power there, knocking Miz down with a shoulder block. And now Rude's just going to work over Miz's arm. Of the exchange between these two guys. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, Miz dumping Rude to the outside. Rude grabbing the Miz. Miz sliding between Rude's legs. Just sending him back first onto the hardest part of the apron and then to the way for Finn Mats below. It's nice to see the chemistry because you think like maybe Rude and the Miz might not work well together. The, the thing is, Rude is still the babyface, isn't he? Which is a character that I've still got a slight problem with. Uh, I think the Miz is absolutely brilliant. I, I would like to see... Rude and Miz, if this is the way it kind of works out. But again, I was impressed with Rude and Orton. So maybe kind of the way Rude wrestles is more, I don't say WWE style compared to other guys, but it is though, isn't it? You know what I mean? That kind of slowly working over, the kind of more storytelling than it Over-exaggerated is. Over-exaggerated style. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of accentuates every hit that he makes and yeah you tell more of a story to it than you would be just like big move big move but like, like you've had a go at me before rude has only got a few moves but the moves that he does have he uses them well and i think it's the same with the miss you know well yeah the miss has only got a few moves he's stolen yeah, yeah. you know and, and and one can't forget that he was no he was yeah he was gifted the figure four leg lock mm-hmm. by charlotte flair's dad exactly and he couldn't use it properly so basically he was barred from using the move you know yeah. he does occasionally that's when they tried to kind of Miz babyface run. Oh, and talking about Miz running there into Bobby Roode. Yes, but Roode takes him down, gets some separation. Oscar's desperate to get in the ring. So is Charlotte. Now Charlotte with the clap, and she wants to get a tag to Roode. Here we go, Oscar in as well. Ducking Charlotte's clothesline attempt on a lovely combination. A few kicks to the chest of Charlotte. No one is more dangerous than Oscar with these kicks and combination. Not anybody in the oh, WWE. Big butt bump. Goes for the cover. Oh. 
Oh. Charlotte managing to kick out. Ah. And you can see the potential there between these two women. Lost again. Getting caught by Charlotte, though. Rolls through with roll-up. One, One, two. two. Oh. Oh. Charlotte managing to kick out. Ah. Now Charlotte responds with a chop. And can she cut mm. Oscar down? Oscar blocked the third chop, but Charlotte hits her with a belly-to-back suplex. Well, she's looking for the moonsault. She just stepped over Oscar's body there. She's putting it all on the line. Oh! Hits it. One, two. two. Oh! But Oscar managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Looking for the figure eight quickly. And Oscar there using the ground and pound, basically kicking Charlotte's head off. And Charlotte looks a bit woozy at this moment in time. <laughs> woozy. <laughs> and he's wooing at Charlotte. Oh. Oh, Charlotte misses a slap. Oscar with a roll up. One, two. Oh. But the Queen kicks out. Uh, I think Miz would be quite a good manager for Oscar at this moment in time. Oh, look at Oscar. <coughs> Back kick to Charlotte. Charlotte responds with a big boot to the face, turning Oscar inside out. Now, this is going to be quite a hard-hitting affair between these two yes, tonight. It really is. I'm really looking forward to all the women's matches. Bobby Roode just come in. Roode with a hot tag. And baby, he's on fire. Clotheslines the Miz down. So I'll tell you what would be more orgasmic than these two guys if they'd done a, a double move on each other, taking each other out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, not only is it these two guys, but it's these two guys doing the move you love the most. I know. What, what a weekend it's been. And what a net breaker that was by Bobby Roode. Oh, I hate it when he leaves his feet. This is what caught him out last time. Just one mistake in a perfect year so far. Roode to the top. Isn't that how he got caught with an arcade? Well, that's what I'm saying. That one mistake he made. Rude. Oh. oh he manages to hit it this time, though. Takes the Miz down. Yeah, I never forget how it happened, just in case. <laughs> and Rude now. Glorious DDT, even though his leg's been worked on. Well, it's going to go down as my arcade of the year, by the way. Oh, well, this is glorious. This will go down as my glorious DDT if he hits it. He oh. doesn't. Miz turns it around into the skull crushing finale, but um, by Rude, rolls up the Miz, and he gets a two count. Two. A huge big boot there by the Miz, stopping Rude's momentum. This has been good so far. Oh, and he's looking for the stolen yes kicks. Oh, Miz release. Going to cause internal bleeding to Bobby Rude. This is not good with WrestleMania. For these guys, just days away at this point. <laughs> that is brilliant by the Miz. Oh, oh but Rude ducking it. Oh. Rock bottom. Rude, Rude bottom. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Oh. But a Miz managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And talking of st stealing moves, I mean, both <laughs> these fucking morons have stolen moves off of wrestlers that are ten times greater than they no, are. No, they're not. The, the moves that these two are performing, they, they do it better than anybody else. Rude with a back suplex. Miz lands on his feet. Looking for the skull-crushing finale, but Rude turns it around. He's had a block flat a couple of times, Ooh, but oh, my God. better than the glorious one. That is the awesome DDT, Dan. And can he get Rude down? No. Bobby kicks out. Uh. I wonder where Charlotte and Oscar have gone now. They're up on the apron waiting. Wow. Charlotte is, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> Miz just staring at Charlotte. Oh, Miz is staring at Charlotte. Is he going to get the figure four in that he was gifted to by Charlotte's father? Is that He's allowed to use this move, basically. And that's what he's doing now. Oh. Is the Miz off? Well, Miz comes in ducking for some reason. Yeah, but Rude tries to catch the sunset flip. Miz turns it back into a figure four. Rude rolls him up. Two. Two. Oh. oh, but the Miz managing to kick out. Ah, still no Oscar on the apron now. The Miz targeting the leg. He's going to get the figure four now. 
Third time lucky. Charlotte's creeping in behind though. Miss <laughs> for the woo. <laughs> Charlotte with the spear. No, she's not. That's how you lock it in. She's got the figure eight on Miz. It doesn't matter if she makes him tap though, because it won't count. She's not the legal person in. Oh! But Oscar with a big <laughs> kick to the head of Charlotte. Well, Oscar came, saw, and kicked Charlotte's head off. Come on, Oscar, lock onto Bobby Roode now. <laughs> well, Bobby Roode took some offense from uh, Sasha Banks, didn't he, in the last mixed match? But now he's got Miz. Oh! The fifth best spine buster in the business. The best spine buster in the world. Oh! oh the Miz managing to kick out. Ah. Come on, Bobby. Feel it in deep inside you. You can put Miz away. Actually, don't put Miz away, because actually I want the point, don't I? So, come on, Miz and Oscar. And I bet you'd like Bobby Roode to feel it deep inside. Oh, when it comes crashing down. Glorious DDT. Glorious DDT. Oh, oh no. no. Oscar with a kick to the back ahead of Bobby Roode. Well, baseball slide to Charlotte. Oscar protected a streak. crushing finale. Oh, no, Bobby. Miz, One, two, two, three. three. And that's going to be a taste of what Bobby Roode's going to get. <laughs> Tonight at WrestleMania, but it's not going to be the awful Miz. It's going to be the awesome Orton pinning him. Oh. You can have your point, not though, because you're still about 50 behind. I am you? about 50 behind. I'll tell you what we'll do in a bit. We'll go through all the points that we uh, we have. And, of course, there's three bonus points on the line here tonight. We're going to have one for the Women's Battle Royal, the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and, of course, Braun Strowman's tag team partner. So it's all on the line still, isn't it? But I think that was a great... Great way to end the Mixed Match Challenge. I thought it was a really good match. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it was entertaining. I think it's kind of protected the Charlotte-Oscar element of things, you know. And um, Bobby Roode losing, it's it's just like a jobber, really, isn't it? No, well, it's unfortunate, isn't it? But if it wasn't for Oscar's involvement in hitting the roof from behind, he would have got the job done there. So Oscar protected her streak. And like you said, Miz doing the heavy lifting gets a victory for the team. And Bobby Roode will respond tonight. At WrestleMania, you mark my words. Go on, keep marking them. Uh, anything else about the mixed match challenge? Um, no, you know it's been a it's been a bit of comic relief. It is all for a good cause. I'll give it that. You know, a hundred thousand for a dog's charity in the name of the Miz and Oscar. So you know that there is some good coming out of this. It's been an interesting event, yeah. to say the least. What a babyface promo by the Miz. <laughs> When my hand goes up, your <laughs> mouth goes shut. They are awesome, Dan. The team wins. Both predicting victory at WrestleMania. And uh, nice babyface promo by Miz there. Nice way to end things. Yeah, a lovely way to end the mix match challenge. And all that's happening on WWE Kick for the moment is constant promos. We've already gave you the mix match challenge final and the new intro. And now it's games time, Dan. It's a favourite part of the podcast. Now we're going to have a game each. And then I've got something very special lined up. But first off, let's play my game. And it's called Dead or Alive. So, basically, it's best uh, two out of three. I'm going to give you two wrestlers' names, and basically, you just have to tell me which one's dead, which one's alive. Are you ready? I am ready for it. Bring uh, it on. All right, so round one. Savio Vega versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. Uh, Savio Vega's alive. Dr. Death Steve Williams is Dr. Dead. Well, Savio Vega, 53. Dr. Death Steve Williams, 49. Steve Williams died at the age of 49. Yes, you are right. Sarah Vega's life. So that's 1-0 to Dan. Uh, that's nearly a perfect... 10. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I've got the button. I have to use it. Uh, right. So up next. <clears throat> it's one nil down. Giant Haystacks. King Kong Bundy. Um, Giant Haystacks is alive. Bundy is dead. Well, Giant Haystacks is 51. King Kong Bundy 60. Haystacks died at the age of 51. So King Kong Bundy is alive. So means you got it wrong. So it's one each. One one alive, one dead. And the third one, Dan. Balls Mahoney or Spike Dudley? Spike Dudley is still alive. Balls Mahoney is unfortunately dead. <sighs> unfortunately he is dead. But Dan, for you, it's... Glorious! Yes, celebrating someone's death. Balls Mahoney died at the age of 44. Spike Dudley was 40. It is 47. So, yes, you win this round 2-1. And now it's uh, my turn to play. (laughs) James, it's time to play the game. And, of course, it is a favourite and a classic of ours. It is Elephant or F1. Yeah. Rules are simple. I'm going to make a noise. And I've got a card here with Elephant. And I've got a card here with F1. You just have to guess which one it is. I'm ready. All right, first one coming up now. Cool. Now, that was tough. That was tough. So, first one. I'm going to say, because of the GP uh, Grand Prix earlier, I'm going to say F1. It was oh. Elephant. Wow, wow, wow. But I can still get another go, though. You ready for the next one? Right, I'm on. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ah, <laughs> uh, F1 car. That was yeah, indeed an F1 car. <laughs> yes, and that was unfortunately Lewis Hamilton's car finishing third <laughs> in the Bahrain Grand Prix right. today. Right. <laughs> my God, my God! All right, can you get two out of three like I did, or will you go home a loser? We'll see what happens. We're on Twitter now. People are always tweeting if it's Elephant or F1. But Dan, I'm ready for the third one. Oh, oh, come on! Is that is that too easy? I, I'm I'm gonna say elephant. That was elephant, yes, and I, and I shouldn't have stuck my trunk out with that one. <laughs> no, you sh- I saw your big trunk, and for me, that's glorious. <laughs> yes. So that is one game each. But Dan, I've got something very special for you right now. Now this is a brand. It's, I'm getting excited, sorry. This is a brand new game right now on the WrestleMania first ever live pre-show that WNL Podcast is doing. Can Dan not swear or shout during next news story? Now, again, I'll give you two out of three. So, you've got to be very careful. The headline to start the news story. Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett welcome baby daughter to the world. Oh, for fuck's no, sake. No, no, wait, wait, no. That's one, all right? You've got another one until the end here. A new wrestling baby is upon us. Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett just had their first child. The W couple saw daughter Frederica Moon enter the world Wednesday morning. What w- a ridiculous fucking name yeah. that is. Oh, no, I'm, you're, you're, you're out here, all right? You're, just let me get through the news now, right? You've lost this game. W.com broke the news with the following statement. You should, because Smackdown superstars Maria and Mike just welcomed her first child, like we said. She weighed six pounds, and mum and baby are both doing great. 
joined WWE and welcome this new addition and myself to the Canellis family. Well, I for one won't be fucking welcoming any stupid fucking baby <laughs> with a stupid <laughs> fucking name. Well, I never understood your problem with M- Mike and Maria Canellis. What was your problem with them? I just thought they was idiots with their stupid love gimmick. Well, I thought it was brilliant because they returned in the summer 2017 after a stunt with a stint, whoop, Freudian slip, with Impact Wrestling. Art imitated life. They were kept together as an on-screen couple that brought their over-the-top public space of affection to SmackDown audiences. However, in a few months of their return, Maria announced her pregnancy. So they've had the little baby, Dan. You failed miserably with that game there. So unfortunately, no one is a winner now. Not only have you let me down, you've let yourself down. You've let the whole podcast down. Anything else you want to say about that? Stupid fucking idiots. Right, okay, right, we'll move on to the next news story. Uh, WrestleMania 34 segment with Rock and Elias has been scrapped. The Rock reportedly won't take part in WrestleMania 34 at the Mercedes Superdome in New Orleans tonight. After discussions about a potential musical segment with current uh, with new Hall of Fame inductee Jeff Jarrett and current superstar Elias were scrapped. Yeah, uh, this is the thing that they're saying basically is that the W moved away from the idea that it was unable to receive a firm commitment from the wrestler turned movie star. Uh, like we said, he's been one of the biggest stars in the business and he's always shown up at WrestleManias, hasn't he? But unfortunately, he's not going to make it. Uh, so what we're going to do now, seeing as the on the live kick off the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Rules just started, we are going to give you uh, basically a raw and SmackDown talk that we recorded a little bit earlier today. That would be fair, Dan, wouldn't it? Yes, okay. yes, definitely. So let's get on to that. So now, Dan, it's time for your raw review. And we start off and we have like the, uh, it's kind of like a face-to-face with the challengers. Well, not the challengers, but with the two teams going up in the uh, intergender match at WrestleMania. And that is Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Yeah, and it wasn't too bad, was it? You know, Jonathan Coachman was hosting it, the Q&A, and it was really when the uh, photo op, uh, where it all went down, down. So what happened? Triple H and Kurt Angle both shook hands. Stephanie McMahon offered her hand to Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was a bit apprehensive of taking the shake because you know what Stephanie McMahon's like. Them two went nose to nose. Kurt Angle tried splitting them up, got hit over the head with a microphone. That then turned Ronda Rousey's attentions to Triple H. It looked like she was going to do something very painful, but then Stephanie McMahon came in and dropped uh, Ronda Rousey for a table. Yeah, and I've got a massive rolling rant for this later on when we run through the cards uh, about this Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie match. But uh, the segment wasn't bad for what it was, I suppose. And then the match after that? The match after that was Deville versus Bailey. No, I was just going to say, it's just a kind of basic match when it's set up. Uh, each match kind of on Raw was like, this is what's going to happen at WrestleMania. So we've had the Rousey segment, and now it's the Women's Battle Royal with Bailey and then uh, Banks coming down after this match. Or even, you know, was it after or during Yeah, this? well, Banks came down after the match because uh, Bailey was getting beaten down by Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And then, like, Banks kind of cleared the ring, demanded that Bailey lifted her hand. Bailey said, look, I'm not going to lift your hand. I had this. And then, like, you know, that got Banks to grab Bailey around the face. And then, uh, yeah, these two women went at it. Yes, they did. And uh, we'll see which way it goes. On, uh, well, we'll see which way that goes tonight at WrestleMania. It'll be really interesting to see. We've been dying to see the Banks-Bailey feud for uh, a long, long time. 
And then after that, well, it's for me, it was um, a fantastic match, this next encounter between these two men. Uh, yes, that was Balor versus Rollins with The Miz on commentary. Uh, you know, we, we know these three guys are going to go toe-to-toe-to-toe at WrestleMania in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. And I, I do thoroughly enjoy watching Balor and Rollins. Both men are strong workers in the ring. Yeah, and it was a sequence, wasn't it, with um, Balor going for the coup de grace, Rollins moving out of the way, trying to curve stop Balor, avoiding that, and then finally Rollins getting the job done. And uh, Miz just really sold it on commentary as well. I'm really looking forward to this match at WrestleMania, and I thought it was uh, a really, really good match. And Usually in the go-home show at WrestleMania, you don't need to put in that much effort, and it just tells you how great Rollins and Balor both are, that they thought, no, let's go out here and let's have a barn burning, you know? Indeed, yes. It'd be a great WrestleMania match, even without the Miz in it. You know, no disrespect to the Miz, but you know these two guys could possibly steal the show if it was just one on one. Yeah. With the Miz thrown into it, you know, it, it kind of brings in his dastardly tactics, and yeah, you know, a, a different surprise element to the match. Yeah. So after that, oh god, we we talk about another match at WrestleMania. Yes, and that is uh, the Bar versus Braun Strowman and a mystery partner. The Bar was out. They said that they don't care who Braun Strowman's tag team partner is because you know he's. They're not going to stop him anyway. He's going to have to tag him in at some point during the match. So uh, yeah, you know, bring it on. And then that, of course, brought Braun out, and he said, "Well, I've got my tag team partner. He's backstage. He's going to come out in a sec. Uh, I'll just go and get him." And he warned the Bar that you know that he's just like him, only a little different. So that, you know, of course, got everyone thinking, who could it be? Who could it be? He came back and said, uh, well, he came back out. Or, well, he, Braun Strowman didn't come out. A guy called Brain Strowman. Yeah. He said, he's the Braun. This is the Brains. And uh, he came out wearing glasses and a white shirt and said, yes, I am Braun Strowman's brother. Uh, and then he went up against Cesaro. But both members of the bar tried beating him down. Brainstorm and then like fought him off and managed to uh, plant both members of the bar. I I really didn't like this. I mean, what did you think of it? Well, it's a step down for Braun Strowman or Braun and Brainstorm, isn't it? Yeah, and it, like again, trying to put comedy character or comedy element into it, I really don't like it. I don't like the way the bar's been treated as a uh, tag team champion at this moment in time, and I I don't think they know what to do with Braun Strowman. You know, I really don't think so. Uh, so I was a bit like, oh, okay, who is the tag team partner? We've had no inclination towards it, but we're going to try and make a guess later on. And after that, because we're talking about um, Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal now coming up. Gold Dust versus Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Delete, delete, delete. Yes, and that's pretty much what he done in a very short space of time. Matt picked up the victory. Are you looking forward to the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Yeah, you know, there's going to be a few surprising elements in the match. I there's a lot of talent, and then there's Mojo Rawley. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we've got people uh, like Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler in it. Like I say, it should be good, but with the women's battle royal there as well, he's just like, well, there's only going to be one match separating it as well, which will probably be the Cruiserweight title. So it's going to be interesting how many is going to be in the crowd and if people really enjoy it. And it's the curse of the, cru- uh, curse of the battle royals. You talk about curse of the Cruiserweights. The, the winner of the Battle Royal with G, like, look at Baron Corbin. He won the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal and he lost money in the Big Show. Look at Big Show. He kind of fell off the face of the earth after Cesaro. It was a Paul Heyman guy and then kind of had to re- go with the bar. And then, of course, last year with uh, Mojo Rawley. <laughs> all right, all right, go on, let's move on. 
yes, and that was Cena. He came out again to speak about The Undertaker, again to call him out. And, uh, you know, he's basically kind of accepted that he's going to be a fan. He said, look, he could have been Braun Strowman's tag team partner. He could have been in the Andrade Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He probably could have even been in the Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to be part of that. He wants a match against The Undertaker, and if not, he's going to be a fan. And he's trying to get the crowd into it, and he said, come on, you're not cheering loud enough. They cheer for The Undertaker, and then, like I said, didn't come out. It's such a strange build-up. I'm sure uh, The Undertaker and Cena will square off in some form or another, but it's just, for me, it's been a complete letdown now. I was expecting The Undertaker to show up. He didn't, and, and Cena alone can't can't carry it anymore do you know what well, i mean it's there's there's a few things going about you know the wrestlemania card is stacked enough that it doesn't need the assistance of the build for cena versus undertaker as good as it would have been so you know it's like you know with ronda rousey the dream match oscar going for a championship uh randy orton defending his u.s championship there brock lesnar versus roman reigns you know there's it's such a stacked card with so much talent on it you know it doesn't need that build anyway yeah, but I think it's getting lost in the shuffle a little bit then. If it's not needed, then maybe they didn't have to have the match. Maybe it won't even be a match. Maybe it'll just be a confrontation and a tombstone sent up for next year, you know? So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But again, I'm not sold until we actually see it. Uh, someone I'm sold on, GPD, I thought they were going to do something with him on Raw. It looked like they were trying to build him up. And he hasn't even got a WrestleMania opponent. He's not even booked in for the Battle Royal. Wasn't there a Rock concert that he was supposed to have? But it's again, that's another rumor that's been squashed. The the Rock was supposed to come out and they're supposed to yeah do something together. But the Rocks that said, no, that I'm not going to be there. Yeah, that's exactly what we covered in the news story as well with GPD. So this is a problem, isn't it? So what what is he going to do? Will he be Braun, will he be Braun Strowman's tag team partner? We just don't know. But he uh, took care of Slater and the wide Rhino. Yes, in well, your line. comment is when Rhino came out with Slater, it's like, he's so fucking wide. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, and then it was your your woman. Yes, uh, it was the goddess Bliss and James going against Oscar and Dana Brooke. It was uh, pretty much nothing tag team match really was it, it well, I, I was confused because uh, Michael kept saying the streets on the line Corey Graves I think said or one of them said uh, Oscar's going to lose here tonight we knew she wouldn't but why are you teaming Oscar up with Dana Brooke why are you teaming a hill up with Oscar to go against Bliss and James Is, was there no one else available Dana at Brooke's this time Is, yeah, but she's part of Titus Worldwide she's a statistician James so why does Dana Brooke need to be worldwide there? why does Dana Brooke need to be there with Oscar like, what's the association Oh, that is giving her some air time, I suppose. You no, know, it's not good enough. It's well not good enough. Wasn't there apart from in the next segment? I uh, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You know, we don't we didn't see Nia Jax. We had a sit down interview with her, but no, why, why didn't Jax team up with Oscar? You know, that would have been quite cool to see. Uh, give us something like this and Bliss. Just the days, the hours, the minutes now are counting down until she has to go one on one with Nia Jax at WrestleMania. It's gonna be fun. Yes, uh, of course. Nia Jax made her way out to the ring after the match up. And Alexa Bliss and Mickey James escaped there with their lives still intact. And then up next, it was the main event segment. It was Brock and Paul Heyman coming out, and they was talking about what's going to happen. They said, you know, about the Undertaker streak. You know, it's it's not a it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. How he's going to beat uh, Roman Reigns again? Again, it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. There was a few tag teams 
kind of guarding the entranceway to the ring. So uh, if Roman Reigns didn't like what he heard, then uh, they'd stop him. Mm. Heyman's been a bit hit and miss on the mic recent times, but he, he really gave his, uh, pulled his heart out on this one, basically telling us everything that's going to happen. You know, you talk about spoilers and stuff, saying, look, if Lesnar does lose to Roman Reigns, then he is going to go UFC. That's when you are going to see him again, and Roman Reigns is going to be Universal Champion. Uh, the, the thing is about it, like he said, Lesnar's character... You know, for for since 2002, he's pretended that he's been better than anybody in the locker room, and he looks down on the fans. And but it's all true; it's 100 percent true. So every last push to try and get Reigns over, you know, is it, trying to happen in this one. And then, like I said, Reigns came out to confront the tag teams on the entranceway. Uh, yes, and he said, "Look, are you going to stand there and guard bastard? I think you called him. Yeah. That doesn't turn up a part timer, someone that's going to leave soon. And uh, well, they kind of yielded to him." And they, you know, they kind of uh, separated and allowed Roman Reigns to walk down to the ring to confront Lesnar. He slowly made his way into the ring. They, they kind of had a bit of a face-off, but Brock Lesnar scarpered, went outside, got himself a chair, didn't back down from that. He hit him with one Superman punch, two Superman punches, three Superman punches, four Superman punches. So it, it just shows the power of Lesnar. Took five Superman punches. He went over to grab the title. Brock Lesnar wasn't finished, though. Hoisted him up on his shoulders, hit an F5, and walked out there as Roman Reigns was laying on the deck. Exactly. And one F5, not Reigns down, and he walked out with a smirk on his face, didn't he? Well, know? James, he didn't have a cigarette in his gob. He just had a smile. <laughs> so, I think it was a good segment. I think the fans responded well. The crowd was actually chanting, uh, let's go Roman, weren't they? So, he yes. did, did have a positive reaction there. Yeah. And I think it would be a good match at WrestleMania, but that was raw. What did you think of it overall, Dan? It seemed like there was something missing. Yeah. Well, it was a basic go-home show, wasn't it? It had a lot yeah. of promos, lots, lot of time filled up by that. So, you know, we only had a couple of moments, really. But let's see if SmackDown can do any better, because now it's time for your... SmackDown summary. Uh, well, we started the show off with Brian and Shane. They came out saying about... Um, you know, all the dastardly things that Owens and Zayn have done. They was uh, a bit pissed off with what they'd have, you know, what they've done between, like, hitting Shane, beating up Daniel, and then um, uh, even as far back as headbutting Vince McMahon. You know, Daniel Bryan, uh, sorry, Shane McMahon said he'd got over diverculitis, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the illness that he had, yeah. Uh, he had a hernia and, you know, so on and so forth. And then, like, you know, that they both apologised to each other. Seems, you know, because they need to be on the same page if they're going to go against Owens and Zayn. And, yeah, you know, they offered to shake hands, but Daniel Bryan says, no, that's not what partners do. As we know from what happened with him and Kane. Yes. Team ha- Hell No. Hell No. They, they need to hug it out. And Shane was a bit apprehensive. The fans was chanting, hug it out. Daniel Bryan was chanting, hug it out. And they eventually hugged it out. Yeah, not a bad segment. Like I said, uh, just telling everybody everything that has happened with this. And at least we're finally getting the payoff. This is something that we've wanted for months. We're finally getting the match, aren't we? Brian and Shane versus Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania. It's going to be good. And another match that's going to be good at WrestleMania is Charlotte versus Oscar for the women's title with a streak on the line. And Charlotte was in action after the, the opening segment, weren't you, Dan? Uh, yeah, she went up against Natalia in a match that we haven't seen a million times already before. But, you know, it was a, it was a pretty standard match. And during some point in the match, Carmella, Carmella. Carmella came out to attempt to cash in her briefcase. As she passed it to the referee, Charlotte kicked it out of the ring. Uh. And uh, she took Carmella out. 
that allowed Natty to go for a roll-up attempt, but Charlotte rolled through, got the figure eight locked in for the victory. Yeah, but that wasn't it, was it? Because that was not it, no. Because then the Empress of Tomorrow arrived today, well, on SmackDown Live, to confront Charlotte. Yeah, so she said, uh, you know, at WrestleMania, I'm going to defeat you for your title, and nobody's ready for it. And Charlotte snatched the, t- the mic out of her mouth and said, I'm ready for you. And uh, that kind of left Oscar a bit fuming. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that you don't do. You don't piss in the wind. You don't tug on Superman's cape. And you don't snatch a microphone from Oscar. Yeah. And then the glorious Bobby Roode came out after that. Oscar's happy. Mm. The glorious Bobby Roode came out next to sit on commentary for the next match between Rusev Matraka. Rusev, ha, ha, ha. And the modern day Maharaja. Jinder Mahal. Yeah. What do you think of the match? Yeah, you know, these guys have got a bit of chemistry. Um, heel and heel. It's it's a bit weird. You know, they both had, uh, well, Mahal had Singh in his corner. And uh, Rusev also had a singer in his corner as well. Yeah. But a better <laughs> singer. But the thing is, though, you talk about Rusev being a heel. I mean, that was definitely a face reaction he got here tonight. He's the most over out of the all the United States uh, contenders, shall we say. Uh, and the crowd really behind him. And, yeah, basic match. But Jinder Mahal can't not have basic matches. Do you know what I mean? We've never yeah. seen him go out of second gear. And thankfully, though, Rusev does pick up a victory. So, he's he awful. He does, yes. He hit the Matchka kick after uh, an interfe- uh, attempted interference from Sunil Singh. Uh, got the victory, and I hadn't seen. We watched it earlier on, and I counted down three, two, one, and the second I got to one, Orton came in, RKO'd uh, Rusev, and uh, well, I, I marked. Yes, I marked out. That marked out, and then of course Rude helped Orton hit another one on Aiden English, and then passed the United States champion like a true gentleman well that they they palmed it off as the glorious rko which yeah. i'm not struck on that no you, you can't talk KO. but you see that kind of smackdown was doing the same as uh raw was and also during the matches we have like promos for other matches as it goes on and we talk about the talent getting involved in smackdown we had fight we had Bree Zango, zap rider and ty dillinger going against well Mojo, Baron Corbin, Primo and Ziggler in an eight-man tag team match. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Corbin did win that. And they're all going to be in the RJ Giant Memorial Battle Royals. So, you think one of these... So, is that does that mean Mojo's team got the victory? Uh, yes, it does. But do, do you think any of these men can uh, win the Battle Royal this Sunday? Or tonight? There's only two men in that that have the experience of winning Battle Royals. you got last year's champ. Mojo, and then you got the year before that, Baron Corbin. So, you know, it's uh, it's anyone's game. Yeah. All right. So then it was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn's turn to uh, give a WrestleMania promo, basically. And uh, they stood on the announce table shouting at Shane and Daniel Bryan uh, about everything that they've done wrong. And they were saying they are going to have to apologise, didn't they? Uh, yes. And, you know, I commented during this bit that Sami Zayn makes an awful hill. Yeah, he, he tries too hard sometimes, but they did apologise to the families or the wives of Shane and Brian. Said we're not going to give you husbands back the same way as you remember them, which was pretty cool. Owens again, nice little thing he did or has done. Ko Mania three, and he's got a picture of Kevin Owens versus Kevin Owens, which again is brilliant. You know, it's he's keeping Kevin it alive. Owens thing. Exactly, he was Ko Mania two, so he's keeping it going. 
Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this match that we talked about. And then the main event, Dan. And the main event, yes, it is Styles and Nakamura going against American Alpha Mark II, which is Gable and Benjamin. Mm. Team Ben Gable. And the match so far, it's been quite a competitive affair. I mean, Ben Gable have uh, been targeting Nakamura, but he finally got the hot tag into AJ, didn't he? But, you know, it was the end of it that really caught my eye. I mean, uh, AJ Styles, he went into his corner next to Nakamura, looked him square in the eye, pulls his sleeve up, and says that basically this leapt in, phenomenal forearm to Gable, one, two, three, whilst looking at him. And this, you said this was your favourite bit of all the build-up towards WrestleMania, yeah? Well, you know, it also combines with what happened last week as well. What happened last week? Uh, well, last week it was a match, uh, Nakamura going against Benjamin, I think. Yeah. And uh, he looked to hit a Kinshasa after the match had finished. Uh, he looked to hit a Kinshasa on a... But he just pulled the brakes on and just tapped him on the head. And then, you know, left it at that. And, you know, a similar thing happened. Benjamin will get in and attempt to beat up Nakamura. Nakamura fights him off. AJ Styles is perched outside the ring, ready to hit a phenomenal forearm on Nakamura. But again, pauses, pulls up short, just taps Nakamura on the head, smiles, and then uh, walks away. Well, so that is it now. That's all the build-up towards WrestleMania. That was Dan's Raw Review and SmackDown Summary. So we're now back live, and we've just seen the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal won by Broken Matt Hardy. Uh, Dan, what do you think of the match? Um, yeah, you know, it was a, an interesting fish to it. It was down to our last three, and uh, the lights go out. Bray Wyatt shows up, eliminates Mojo Rawley. Yeah! Gets hit with the end of days. <laughs> Matt Hardy eliminates him, and... Uh, then Bray and Matt embrace in the ring. So, mm. you know, basically with Bray Wyatt, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, and we have done predictions of in a sealed envelope and we'll open them up when we start our WrestleMania. Or we might open them up before the end of our live show here and know what we've gone for in the first three matches. But I thought it was a bit of a clusterfuck, Dan. What did you think? Uh, yeah, you know, they kept um, deleting... Uh, deleting. <laughs> Sorry, I've got Matt Hardy on the brain now. They kept cutting to cam- you know, cutting the camera... Go into John Cena in the crowd. Wonder how many shots of him we're going to get. Yeah. And yeah. missing eliminations. But, you know, it, it was over before it done any trouble, really. It's amazing uh, the difference four years makes, really. When you think of WrestleMania 30, it's Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. And, and look, I know John Cena's still a star, but just bear with me here. And now four years later, John Cena's not even got a match. He's in the crowd. And Bray Wyatt's in the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Eh? What a what a shame. All the other positive things happen at WrestleMania. That is pretty bad. But we move on. And we're going to carry on with news because we cut short... Uh, the Rock thing. But next bit of news, WWE Hall of Famer Luscious Johnny Valiant dies at 71 after being hit by a truck. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Neither did he, mate. Neither did he. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Pittsburgh, uh, WPXI in Pittsburgh reporting the news, noting Valiant, whose real name is Thomas M. Sullivan, died at a hospital after he was transported there after being hit by a pickup truck. The WWE said it was saddened to learn about Valiant's death on its website. Ross Township Detective Brian Colehep said police spoke with the witness, witnesses to the accident 
and determined the truck hit Valiant as he crossed the road in an area that was not a crosswalk. Well, the driver of the truck stayed here on the scene. Uh, the report said there was no indication that this was anything other than a terrible accident at this point, but we're still investigating. And according to WWE's website, Valiant turned heads as part of the premier tag team in the 1970s alongside his brother, Handsome Jimmy. They combined to win the World Tag Team Championship in 1974. Well, Johnny Valiant went into managing after his own wrestling career and managed Hulk Hogan in the AWA, among others. He managed the dream team of Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake, who won a World Tag Team Championship in 85 and was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame 1996. Well, incredibly, Dan, we are already an hour into our kickoff show, so we've probably got about 45 minutes left because, you know, selfishly of us, we want to kind of watch WrestleMania as live. Uh, but let's do one of our favourite parts of the podcast, and it's shout out so that people send uh, us on Twitter or Google Plus, you know, Facebook as well. Uh, and Dan, let's start off with sh- shout outs. Go on. We got Ryan Erdley, Eardley. And he said, Kalisto Murphy was sick, just watched it. Yes, and we are going to watch that sick match in a little bit on our 205 Live uh, catch-up. That's the one thing we've got left. Hopefully we're going to play it during the Cruiserweight title match. Uh, yeah, fantastic match, though. And Broken Jarrett said, what a takeover. We talked about takeover last night. It basically had everything, didn't it, you know? It was brilliant, yeah. The storytelling was absolutely on par, and WrestleMania's got a lot to live up to if they're going to try and surpass what happened at TakeOver. The thing is, is that, you know, I know people might not watch NXT, even if, even if they've got the network, they just watch, you know, the main shows. But, look, it's just two and a half hours of your time. Just sit down, watch it. You don't need to know the characters that will be explained to you. And just after that first ladder match, then you should be hooked for life, you know. But it was a great show. Um, Lilith Steele, Oscar ruined mixed match challenge. Well, what do you think about that? Uh, I kind of agree with her uh, kind of agree because you know you kind of knew that they was going to win Oscar's streak's hardly going to end on Facebook live <laughs> well there were rumours going around that it might have ended we, we talked about this earlier you know it could have been I, I, again if they're booking her correctly then it doesn't become a, a kind of a obvious thing does it or am I just being a little bit too Oscar orientated you know I think you are just being slightly Oscar orientated. Well, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Roscoe Derhart said, Happy Rusev Day, and happy Rusev Day to you, Dan. Happy Rusev Day to you too, Dan. Yes, happy, happy Rusev Day to everybody uh, listening to the WNR podcast live. Of course, hashtag WNR live. And they want, uh, she says, to clash all at WrestleMania. Do you think Rusev can clash Randy Orton, Dan? He could crush Randy Orton, no. Do you think he could crush Bobby Roode, James? I don't think Roode will give him a chance, you know. I think the only one that's going to be there is Jim Hall, but we're going to run through the card in a little bit as well, give an in-depth, uh, full analogy and analysis to everything. Next shout-out, Dan. James Avery. I don't want to see Taker at Mania. Well... I mean, it's a bit harsh, you know, but if we talk about the Undertaker last year and the Undertaker we saw against Brock Lesnar, then... Maybe he's got a point. Maybe this year we're not going to have a, a match with The Undertaker. It's just going to be a, a moment or a segment. You know, we just don't. This is what John Cena being in the crowd. He's not ready to wrestle, is he? So maybe just an altercation or something like this. Um, I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Would you. Are you happy that. Or, you know, are you happy Undertaker I, I, might be here? Again, I, I have to agree with James. Not this James next to me, but James Avery. 
I don't want to see Taker at Mania. You know, I think he's a bit past it. And, you know, it's kind of disrespectful having having him wrestle when he can barely stand and walk. Yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? And this is what we talked about. We watched WrestleMania 30 and what happened. We know what happened last year. Uh, it remains to be seen, you know. We've reports going around that he is in good shape. But we'll see tonight, won't we, you know? Um, next shout out. Is it my go? It's your go, yes. Mark Whittington, Rousey will lose to Stephanie. Now, uh, look. Whatever he is smoking, I want some. Yeah, it's good shit. Why? Why do you think he'll lose to Steph? Do you think Stephanie will do that? I've got a massive rant on later when we talk about that match. I'll leave it at that for the time being. Sean Stewart, think Oscar and Charlotte will steal the show? It's hard to argue that, isn't it, really, you know? I think there's going to be a lot of close falls in that and it's probably going to be the closest we're going to be to Oscar's streak being broken. I think this is the biggest challenge to date. Yes. I, what do you think? You you seriously, you know, even with Oscar's history in NXT, is this, like you said, the biggest threat to her undefeated streak? Yeah? Yeah. All right. That's, no, fair that's, that's fair enough because we've had, you know, Nikki Cross and NXT and the moon came close. But yeah, tonight she has to face... Uh, Charlotte for the women's title. And there could also potentially be a cash-in as well. Carmella's teased it. Sorry, Carmella. Carmella. Has teased it quite a lot recently as well. Yeah. All right, so what we'll do, we'll come back to... Well, no, actually, let's do one more shout-out. We can see Drake Maverick out here, 205 Live manager. The Cruiserweight title is going to be on the line, and we've got a bit of 205 Live to catch up on. But first, um, let's do Richard O'Leary's one. Will The Rock take a Hogan beer at Mania? I can answer this. Uh, we say The Rock, he might make an appearance, but it's not been confirmed yet, so I doubt he will be. Uh, Hulk Hogan, no, he's not going to sign in time to be there. And The Undertaker, well, I tell you something, if The Undertaker doesn't appear on this podcast, on this podcast, here he comes! <laughs> oh, look, but Undertaker's not here, but Paul Bearer is, Dan. Go on, give me film me some time. Oh, James! I thank you! So you can't refuse me while um, while we are live. And oh, look, look, Nigel McGuinness is on the commentary team as well. Well, James, I have to say that I think Dan White is the best part of this podcast. Okay, well, Nigel, I think you're smoking the same thing that <laughs> Mike, Mark Whittington is. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, uh, Taker will definitely be here tonight. Rock won't be, Hogan won't, but maybe next year they could. Um, so, you know, it's it's all thing. And Wacky Dude said, well, what did Wacky Dude say, Dan? Wacky Dude says, all titles will change hands. Yeah, so he's thinking every single title will change hands. And So I just got a bit put off by Mustafa Ali coming out here as a Power Ranger by the looks of things. He looks a bit like a Power Ranger or the Blue Iron Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, yeah. Uh, well... I tell you what, Wacky Dude said all titles will change hands. Our first title is going to be on the line right now. It's the Cruiserweight Championship. This 16-man tournament is coming to a head. And it's going to be Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. So what we're going to do now, Dan, we're going to chat 2i5 live. So not only have we had to endure <laughs> The Miz, Bobby fucking Road, and now we get fucking Buddy fucking Murphy... <laughs> It's all about my guys here tonight. Well, later on, it's all gonna it's gonna all gonna be about my guys. So, well, this is two oh five live, April third, episode seventy one that we're gonna watch right now. Well, voiceover guy informs us Hideo Itami and Akira Tozawa will get a chance to settle slash continue their issues 
with the Lucha House Party when they face Grand Metallic and Linsterado tonight. He hypes up the best kept secret Buddy Murphy's match, <laughs> then says we'll give you of Sunday's title tournament final in New Orleans. Yes, the best kept secret professional wrestling, my man, Buddy Murphy. Well, Akira Tazawa and Hedera Tommy versus Linsterado and Grand Metallic ended a no contest after a brawl breaks out when Atami almost unmasked Metallic. Atami starts with Metallic and takes him down and lays in some kicks, but taking a bit too much time to duel with Dorado lets the Lucha lets the Luchador take control, get a near four, make a tag. After another two count from a standing moonsault, Metallic back in. Hido slips out of a suplex for a tag. Tazawa with a flurry ending in a senton, but Metallic rolls him over in a crucifix for two. Two. He answers with a handspring back elbow attempt with a drop kick, and then makes the time he knocks Dorado from the apron. A double team move gets a near fall and another tag followed by another. Well, Metallic eventually lands a drop kick after it. it mm, Metallic eventually lands a drop kick after Hideo taunts for a bit too long once again. Dorado returns the favour, knocking Tazawa off the apron when he gets tagged in, then getting the better of some striking exchanges. He eventually sends Itami bouncing to the ground, a handspring cutter. Lindsay, then Akira, then Metallic dive, back in the ring, there's some legal man leading to a weak cover from Dorado. Metallic tags in and goes for his driver, but Itami slips out and tries to get the mask off, leading to the match-ending brawl. The post-bell fight is won by the Japanese wrestlers, and Hideo Itami again targets Dorado's knee. Drew Gulak is backstage to address allegations he's playing mind games by asking for his match against Mark Andrews to be delayed so he can recover from his match with Tony Nice. That couldn't be further from the truth. He wants Alex and he wants Andrews at 100%. Drew was going to the PowerPoint presentation to explain in detail why he kept the Dragon Sleeper slash Gulak on the Welshman after the bell, but he only needs one. Gulak calls for the monitor to show a slide saying, because I could. Drew promises to do the same to anyone who gets in the ring with him. Well, Mandrews gets a selfie promo to say this isn't about high-flying versus match submission-based wrestling. Drew crossed the line in their tournament match. And next week, it's going to be Andrews versus Gulak to prove the Cruiserweight Crusader wrong underdog. The next match was Tony Nice defeating Jonathan Pierce via pinfall following a runny knees. Well, we see an earlier today video with Drake Maverick giving Nice a pep talk after his loss last week saying he's going to put him right back in action tonight. Well, Pierce was cocky while getting some early offence, but then this turned into a showcase for the premier athlete. Big forearm shot on the floor, springboard moonsault, backbreaker from Nice, en route to the finish. Well, Kalisto is checking in on Dorado's knee room when Buddy Murphy enters. Well, the Aussie lets him know tonight isn't personal, and they make it quick so the former Cruiserweight champ can get back to his friends. So up next is Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto here and this should be a great match I mean let me just like we said we've had rude redmans let me just slush all over Buddy Murphy at the moment he he's been fantastic on 205 Live he's pulled in every match that he's had since he's come on to 205 Live has been a cracking one I expect this to be the same tonight well James you say he's pulled it out every match you've pulled it out every match he's had as well <laughs> well he beat your man TJP didn't he last week I can see well, you're still annoyed a bit by that, especially when you discredited Buddy Murphy and then Murphy actually pinned TJP. So he wants to beat another former Cruiserweight champion tonight in Kalisto and say, hey, whoever wins between Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander in the, uh, in the WrestleMania kickoff for the Cruiserweight title, he wants to be next in line here. And but we didn't see he lose to one of them? 
to Mustafa Ali, yeah. yes, in the Cruiserweight yeah. tournament. So if Mustafa Ali wins, he's going to lose again, isn't he? Well, we, we shall see about that. Why do you have to just be such a downer on all my wrestlers, you know? You know how good Buddy Murphy... Look at him. He looks like a proper WWE superstar here. He's got that kind of look well, that you got Well, you know, a, a moron might say he's absolute. <laughs> That word is banned from the podcast. I mean... That is your banned from <laughs> yeah, But he's here. We've seen the early going. Murphy, of course, got the uh, power advantage. And I think he might just be as quick as Kalisto. We've seen him taking him down there. Well, keeps dropping him to the mat. Working over Kalisto's left arm. And now bending the fingers, you see. Got a bit of a slight British style for him there. With Pete Dunne. But he's just not as good as Pete Dunne. Well, he might be better than Pete Dunne because, <laughs> you know, it, he's got a better look than Pete Dunne at this moment in time. I'd say he looks like a superstar. All he needs is a chance here on 205 Live. Can he beat Kaliso tonight? It would be a huge uh, victory for him. Snapmare takes down Kaliso. Oh, Hurricane Rollins, but Kaliso lands on his feet. Now, Kalisto's doing a handstand. So, well, it turns into a backflip. Heads this a takedown, but... Murphy rolls, ha- well, he cartwheels through. <laughs> no, yeah, handspring, yeah, uh, beautiful by Murphy, yeah. Showing that he can do exactly what Kalisto can. Kalisto goes from behind, Murphy reverses it, because obviously, a lot stronger than Kalisto. And Kalisto still reversing it, gets deposited to the outside, Kalisto lands on his feet, Murphy looking to go flying, oh. or baseball slide, but Kalisto dodges it, rolls in the ring, draws Murphy in. Oh, I think Kalisto trying to uh, maybe hip-toss Murphy there, couldn't get power. Manages to do it on the other side though. Head scissors takedown. And a lovely drop kick. Lucha's getting some uh, momentum. He is backing Murphy back up to the corner. Murphy sends Kalisto on the apron. Oh, but Kalisto responds with a kick to the head. Knocks Murphy down. And now Kalisto all the way to the top. A corkscrew arm drag there. Kalisto's well. Bouncing his head off the rope. Bit like Tyler Bate. We mentioned two British wrestlers in this one. Somehow now both men to a standoff. How even this has been for these two men here. Is Kaliso going to get a lucha chance started maybe? Murphy's like, no, I'm not power you over there. Kaliso trying to escape but gets thrown into the corner for a third time. Ooh. And a big forearm. Even Nigel McGuinness is saying on commentary he can compete with speed and agility with Kaliso and he can turn it up and go even more. Show his aggressive side. That gets the job done here in the WWE. Well, James, I never said anything of the sort. <laughs> You're kind of misquoting me here. Full of lies. <laughs> sorry, Nigel. I'm sorry, Nigel. All right. So you should be. <laughs> it's great to see you, though. Thank you for joining us on the live show. No worries. I've got to go. All oh, right. Bye-bye. Dan, did you see what happened there? What? Oh, Nigel McGuinness came in. You believe that? Oh, I just went out to get a drink and all. Oh, no, you missed it. Well, you're also missing this fantastic match with Buddy Murphy now. He's taken over. Well, James, he's got the abdominal stretching, and oh, I wonder who made that famous. Well, Dan, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, Dan, that was, of course, Wilbur Schneider who came on that move back in the 1930s, and Buddy Murphy using an excellent version of it right now that restrains, that basically rips your guts apart. This is what the move does. You're pulling at the two parts, pulling at the lower abdomen, and trying to get the arm off as well. Uh-oh. Oh, Kalisa, I thought he was going to go for a Salida del Sol, but he manages to kind of mount Murphy's back. I think Kalisto wearing him down. Kalisto's got to send Murphy to sleep if he's not careful. Of course, the bigger you are, the more muscle mass he's got, it's going to tire him more easier. But Murphy shows his power, backing Kalisto up in the corner, breaks that sleeper hold. And a kick to the head of Kalisto sends him onto the uh, hard part of the ring apron. Now Murphy's got to try and just catch his breath back. 
Oh, but Kalisto with a kick to the face. He was laying in. He was laying possum. Hello, possums. Oh. Drawing Murphy in and kicks him. Was he going to go for a phenomenal? Well, he's going for the springboard sent on. Takes Murphy down. Ducking everything Murphy has to offer. Oh. Lancing <laughs> with a lovely tornado DDT. Goes for the cover. One. Murphy managing to kick out. Oh. Shows his power and strength for the beautiful sell of that DDT by Kalisto as well. The fans actually appreciate it. Murphy's struggling to get to his feet now. Oh, both men in no man's land on the edge of the ring apron. Oh, my God. What's come Murphy? Maybe trying DDT. Murphy fine off. And now Murphy's got up. Suplex. Oh, oh shit. Shit. They should be taking that fucking chance. And Murphy turns <laughs> Kalisto inside out onto the right on the corner of the ring apron. And you've got to be impressed by Buddy Murphy there. And Kalisto, to be fair, to take that kind of risk. Murphy throws Kalisto in. His lifeless limp body goes for the cover. One, two, and... F- oh! Kalisto managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. I don't know. They look like a three to me. But hey, let's see if Murphy can put him away. Murphy standing over Kalisto now. Oh, be careful, though, Murphy. Be careful. Now he's the Irish whipping Kalisto. Oh, and a power into the turn. Well, now Murphy. Oh, my God. Came running into Kalisto. And Kalisto caught him with a beautiful heel kick. Him out. Can Kalisto take advantage of this, though? So the first man to get to his feet surely going to have an advantage in this match. Well, don't call me Shirley, but it seems both men got up exactly the same time, even though Kalisto hit the offensive move. And now he's hit the back elbow to Murphy. Oh, springboards his way over the top of what Murphy had to offer. Oh! He gets caught in an electric chair. And that was lovely by, <coughs> that was lovely by Buddy Murphy there, but maybe Kalisto... Landed okay on it. Oh. Ooh, Kalisto goes flying over the top rope. Takes out Murphy. And now Kalisto might be in the ascendancy in this match. Throws Murphy in. Oh, fuck. Plants him head first into the mat. <laughs> One, two. Oh. oh. Murphy managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. How great does Murphy look there, like, even with offensive moves? He's in a serious job. We're going to see a replay of this now. Murphy goes out. To the other side, trying to escape. He's nearly an out stable now. Oh, but Murphy pushed him to the stairs. Oh, like a monkey flip <laughs> sends Kalisto into the announce table. The commentators are cowering. <coughs> well, I think they might have knocked out my Nigel McG- No, James, I'm still here. <laughs> You're back. I'm You're still back. commentating on this match. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, referee's counting, and this could be over. Referee's up to six. Ten. He's up to seven. Ten. Now, if he hits nine, I don't think Kalisto can get back in. And Kalisto just in before the count of ten. Oh, he was a split second there from losing. Buddy Murphy cannot believe it. Can he put Kalisto away now? Big right hand nearly knocks the head of Kalisto off. But Kalisto with some big rights of his own and a lovely combination. Oh, trying to one big shot. Now Murphy, a combination of his own. Stomp to the feet, knee to the face. No. Oh, Kalisto blocked the knee to the face, but he didn't block the elbow to the side of the head. Oh, my God. Runs into Kalisto's boot, though. And now Kalisto off the second rope. Got a hurricane on, and Murphy stops him. Oh, plants him. One, two. Oh. Kalisto kicks out and rolls through. <laughs> into a knee from Murphy. One, two. Oh. And Kalisto managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Well, Murphy and myself are a gog. And I think they're winning the fans round a little bit here. 
Well, it's the first time you're in 205 Live in a while that the fans are actually appreciating what they're seeing. And now Murphy going to try and put away Kalisto. I don't think he's the best kept secret in 205 Live anymore, Dan. Murphy's got Kalisto up on the top turnbuckle now. Going to try and move Kalisto's fine off, though. Oh, Sunset Flip Powerbomb he was looking for. Not enough strength to pull it off, but manages to roll through, take his legs out from underneath him. <laughs> Spanish fly to oh, oh, but Murphy just managing to kick out. Ah, and this is awesome chance as well. Kalisto gonna try and look to finish this now. Big lucha chant, and he's got the crowd behind him. Salida del Sol, Salida del Sol, but the backslide from Murphy attempt blocked by Kalisto, looking it for a big clothesline. Oh, and he's trying to pick Kalisto up. No, no, Kalisto's fighting it. Oh, there you go, Murphy's law. One, two, three. Buddy Murphy picks up a huge victory over the former Cruiserweight champion, Kalisto. The fans are loving it. I'm loving it, Dan. What did you think of the match? No, it is, you know, again, it's going in with the trend that 205 Live has been having some great matches, and this one, fairly great match. Yeah, yes, I'll give it that. Yeah. You know, both wrestlers pulled it out. Murphy here, fantastic performance, and I think Kalisto, again, Shows how good he is being like you said, cruiserweight tar a cruiserweight champion a cruiserweight match, given time on two oh five live and they pull it out and I love to see Murphy against T J P last week to Zara, it looked all good. I wanna see all these guys having really long match. After the match, Drake Maverick offers his congratulations to Murphy, but that's not why he's there. He wants to take a moment to reflect on what they've done with the purple brand over the last few months. That's because of the 16 men in the tournament and the two men who will wrestle in front of 70,000 people and their friends and families. He encourages fans to make sure they're watching on Sunday for the debut of Ronda Rousey, the return, but Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander will be the match which will have everyone saying, I was there when they crowned the new Cruiserweight champion. Well, short but really effective. That is Drake Maverick. No, <laughs> the hype piece. For Alexander and Ali recaps their journeys throughout the tournament and pushes the heart versus soul face slash face build for Sunday. And uh, Dan, we as we play this, the cruiserweight title is happening. Which way do you see going? Well, you know, it, it, it's 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 going to be a close call. Yeah, a very well fought contest. Both men thoroughly deserve to be the cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Do you, you see that? If if either man were to win this one, would you be, oh, I'm happy? Or is yeah. there anybody that you slightly... For me, I think maybe Alexander... Well, um, it, you know, in preference, I'd rather see Mustafa Ali win the title. What, just for that underdog title? Just because, you know, he's he's impressed me. I think, you know, he's one of my favourite characters in 205 Live. Mm. I just, you know, I like the way he's in the ring. I think he's brilliant. He's got some great moves in his repertoire. And, you know, he's just a brilliant all-rounder. I think for me, it's a coin flip, you know. It could go either way. You could have it with Cedric Alexander uh, finally getting his chance, his first title in WWE. Or, like you said, with Ali going this kind of uh, underdog, babyface style that he's got. And that could continue, you know, which against Buddy Murphy or Jack Gallagher even and stuff like this on 205 Live. But I think it's really interesting. So we'll find out who's won the Cruiserweight Championship at the rest of my life kickoff that's happening right now. Should say something. I think Vacant has been a champion more than like Enzo More, Akira Tozawa, and most of the other cruiserweights now. Apart from maybe Neville, Vacant is second in the list of cruiserweight title reigns. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. He's held it, you know what I mean? Like, it's four months he's been vacant with it. So, it's a good run. Fortunately, it ends here with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. But maybe vacant can get it another day, eh? So, that's it for 205 Live. Anything else about it? No, you know, it's just impressing us. I just hope after, like, you know, WrestleMania is over and done with, that they're not going to go back to their old ways, if you know what I mean. You know, I do hope Drake Mavericks changes and it's going to keep continuing to impress us and, you know, they're going to build to the next big storyline. Yeah. You know, just keep building and building and building, not just, you know, floating along. And hopefully Neville comes back. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, Dan, you know. We can't guarantee anything. But, oh, my God, so we're back live. And what a Cruiserweight title match we have just seen. I mean, a real back-and-forth type match. Uh, Ali's Spanish fly off the top was incredible. 054 was thrown off and landed right on those uh, mats on the outside. How thin are those mats, Dan? Them mats are wafer thin, mere millimetres thick. Yeah, and whilst uh, Ali was getting counted out, they decided to air a promo for the Ronda Rousey match, which, again, is quite annoying. Uh, but Alexander didn't want to count out. He threw Ali back in. We saw an angry side, a frustrated side. And Alexander loses his shit. Tries to go for a lumbar check, but it's reversed into a bat hurricane runner by Ali. Tornado DDT. No 5-4. Looked like Ali had it won, but foot on the ropes. And Ali started getting frustration there because Cedric Alexander was showing his toughness. Another 0-5-4 from Ali, but missed. And then both men would just screamed at each other. It's basically the heart and soul of the cruiserweight division. Uh, Cedric didn't want to hurt Ali that much, but he didn't have a choice. Back elbow, lumbar check, and the victory. And then Drew Maverick, Drake Maverick coming in and gave the title to Cedric Alexander. his first championship in WWE, his first WrestleMania, and I think a great match, Dan. It was brilliant between the two, yes. If they don't get promoted to the WrestleMania main card next year, there is definitely something wrong with the WWE. Yeah. So, okay, we've still got a couple of more shout-outs to get through. And first off, Brendan Howes says, Nakamura doesn't deserve this match tonight. Now, I don't know if... Look, I'm not going to say he's racist, Dan, because, hey, we get all sorts of people listening to us. Don't get me wrong. And maybe he thinks that the count is not strong enough. How would you argue Nakamura deserves to be in this position? Just watch any of his NXT matches. Yeah. Uh, well, just watch any of his WWE <laughs> matches. He's had some great matches. He definitely deserves to be in the match. He, Well, of course he deserves to be in the match. He won the Royal Rumble, for God's sake. Mm. Well, yeah, it's true. Oh, John Cena's in the crowd. I've not seen him here tonight yet, shown. That's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? But, uh, uh, you can't see him. No, you can't. Uh, but Nakamura does deserve it. We'll get on to that. We're going to run through the cards in just a second after our last shout-out. And uh, Dan, you want to do this one? Well, Sarah Khan says... We have to switch and say something nice about Orton and Rude. <laughs> so, are you going to say something nice about Orton? I will after you say something nice about Bobby Rude. Go on, you take it away then. I like his robes. No, you can't. You can't just say that. You can start me saying he I like good without the US title. Uh, no, I'm not having that either. Uh, his character in NXT was on par. It was great. He was great in NXT. I'm not too sure about his character in WWE. He needs to be a heel. Okay, right. So I could say Randy Orton's entrance music is cool. RKO's a good finisher. Um, what can I say about Randy Orton? That's nice. For a guy who has been injury prone, it's impressive how many WrestleManias he's had. <laughs> <laughs> that was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek <laughs> comment there. <laughs> 
No, that's a fair comment, isn't it? Uh, uh, Randy Orton, um, I like him more than Cena. There you go. <laughs> is, that, is that fair? Nice I, comment. I like Bobby Roode more than I like Enzo <laughs> and Adam Cole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Orton is not as bad a wrestler as Mojo Rawley. There we go. So there's nice things we've said. Okay, let's go on to the card now because we're... Uh, a few minutes left of our live kickoff show, so we're just going to run through the card and we'll just talk about each one. There are full, uh, 13 slash 14 matches here, uh, but we can discredit the kickoff matches, which were the Andre Giant Mori Battle Royal, the Cruiserweight title match. Quickly about the women's Battle Royal, Dan, what are your, your hopes and expectations for this match? I think Sasha Banks and Bailey are going to clash and it is going to become the downfall of the both of them in this match. You think. It- Okay, I think you've just explained it. I think I know what you're trying to say to me there. Uh, And maybe it will give an opportunity for someone else in the match to have a WrestleMania moment. But, I mean, Banks deserves a moment, I feel, tonight. You know, if you look at what Charlotte Flair's accomplished, you look at Oscar's done, has Banks really got an accomplishment next to her? Like I say, you were giving me facts about Banks the other day about her not having a successful title defence. So, you know, maybe she needs something like that there. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Then we get to the main card, and uh, we've got Raw Tag Team titles on the line. It's The Bar versus Braun Strowman and a partner to be determined. Now, with the amount of match that goes on, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a quick one. If Strowman comes out with said partner, double finish or whatever it is, and then job done there. Dan, what are you expecting for this? Any surprises? Apart from a surprise entrant in the match, um, no, not really. It's going to be Braun Strowman. He's not been treated very fairly. It's like Roman Reigns, uh, sorry, Brock Lesnar. He was going against him at Royal Rumble. Yep. And, well, you know, Kane's not really been dealt a good card in that, but Kane's on the downward slope. Braun Strowman for a rising talent. I know he was protected in the finish of the match, but he's been treated quite unfairly. Well, I think the problem is with WWE, usually with surprises is that they're either really good or just terrible, aren't they? You know, So tonight it could be someone great or it could be just like the Brooklyn Brawler for Braun Strowman. Uh, next match, Dan, or a match? SmackDown Tag Team Championship, triple threat match, the Usos, the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes. I mean, what are your thoughts? Should I give thoughts on this quickly? I can't remember if I did or not. Yeah, go on, give me some thoughts. Uh, I think this match potentially still steal the show. But again, you talk about... What could possibly be a quick match? We've seen how dominant the Bludgeon Brothers have been recently. This could go either way. With the talent of the Usos, the talent of the Luke New Day, the talent of Luke Harper, there's potential there to be a great tag team match. Most definitely, yeah. I can't say any anything fairer than that. Yeah, fairer than that. So, uh, all right, next match. Uh, what about the well, SmackDown? Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What are you looking forward to in this one? I'm looking forward to that one. Unfortunately, there's no cage or anything involved. It's a shame that man's not going to do a career-threatening dive. Um, really looking forward to seeing Daniel Bryan back in the ring. I think that's the biggest point I can take away with this. Again, are there going to be any shenanigans involved? Oh, I don't know. If uh, Gillian Hall's about, then maybe she can come from the club and uh, give him a hand. But, uh, no, like I said, to see... Daniel Bryan return after WrestleMania 30, you know, to be two years out of action to finally have his moment here. And for Zayn and Owens to be involved in a match that actually matters at WrestleMania, I think that's great, especially for Sami Zayn, you know, and they've told a great story and now we finally get a kind of ending to it all, don't we, you know? We should say as we're talking, uh, the women's battle royal is going to happen up next. Becky Lynch coming out 
to a great response and of course Beth Phoenix on commentary but we're going to talk about the cars so yeah Daniel Bryan uh, and like I, said, I still think we're going to see a bump from Shane McMahon here tonight where it be for an announced table uh, if it's no non-sanctioned match then maybe uh, no not non-sanctioned but if it's like no disqualifications or ref bump or something like this that'd be quite cool yeah definitely right your choice the United States Championship fatal four-way match current reigning defending undisputed champion Randy Orton is going against Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. You didn't say it right. You see, when I say it, it's the um, glorious Bobby Roode. That's that's how I do it. But anyway, no, it's fine the way you do it. Uh, Dan, what are your well, for, well it's, what are your thoughts on this? Go on, surprise me. It's going to be RKO Mania. Oh, you reckon RKO Mania? You said it was. What did you post on Twitter earlier about Randy Orton? It's Autumn Day. <laughs> it's Autumn Day. Well, we're not in the autumn. We're in the spring. So this is going to be a different time. And, of course, it's Bobby Roode's time to rightfully reca- reclaim his United States Championship. Rusev is really, really popular. Orton, like we said, has got a cool finisher. Uh, and Jenny Mahal, just forget him, you know. But uh, Bobby Roode comes out on top in this one. He really does. Uh, what about the Intercontinental title triple threat match? The Miz, Seth Rollins... I hope we get to see the demon. You think the demon might be here tonight? I'd love to see the demon, yes. Will that change your predictions if it's not the demon coming out? It potentially could because the demon is undefeated. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I tell you something, there's not more free talented guys on the Royal roster at this moment in time than Finn Balor, Seth Rollins and The Miz. As we saw on Raw, the match that Balor and Rollins had was was out of this world, really. And you throw The Miz in for the Intercontinental Championship, not only does it make it feel more prestigious, but there's a chance there. We talk about matches stealing the show, but this has potential as well. If it give, gets given enough time, these three talents can deliver in ring. And really, you know, has Finn Balor had a WrestleMania moment yet? I would love to see it here tonight. Yes, I can't agree more. There are two very talented guys in this match and The Miz. Next match, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Right, let me take a big breath. Can I set out a rant? So here we go. Roland's rants. Okay, so Ronda Rousey joins the wrestling world back in January at the Royal Rumble, coming out to a huge appearance, even though it overshadows Oscar's Royal Rumble win yet 30 seconds after it happened. And now all of a sudden it seems that Oscar Street's taking a back burner to Ronda Rousey. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Ronda Rousey. She's one of my favourites. In UFC, she was an absolute killer. Does the best mean face in the entire business. But... And she came over, and instead of getting the kind of backlash from the fans, she's kind of been supportive. So what Stephanie McMahon has decided to do is put herself in a match against Ronda Rousey. And people say, no, it's more high profile. It makes sense back from WrestleMania. Look, <clears throat> Eric Bischoff and Steve Austin had a match back at No Way Out 2003. In no way was it meant to be a competitive match. And I'll tell you something, leading up to that... Bischoff didn't lay out Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Like Stephanie laid out Ronda Rousey and Raw. There's a way of doing this to make Rousey look as strong as possible. Stephanie doesn't need to look strong at all. She can be the cowering idiot. People know Rousey gets in there with Stephanie, it's going to be over. Just imagine if Triple H was so worried about his wife. Why would he want his wife going in the ring with the baddest woman on the planet? Why doesn't he say, hey, instead of that, why don't I ever come up with a suitable replacement? And then you give a chance for another person to 
be a star. You know, a Dana Brooke or one of the iconic duo or, you know, anybody else to be involved. What do you think of that, Dan, you know? I think you've hit the nail on the head. There's nothing more I can add to make that any more credible. And it frustrates me because Triple H now has given himself another WrestleMania big payday. You know the match is going to go 25 fucking minutes long, even though it doesn't need to be that long. Uh, with Kurt Angle, he's had that far away look in his eyes for a little while now, but I'm sure, hopefully, he delivers here tonight. It'd be great to see him coming out. Uh, but again, Triple H putting himself in a position, and it's like Stephanie is spearheading the women's revolution. Uh, and the, the Rousey thing, always in the back of my head, is that the fact is one day she will do a Brock Lesnar and say, let me go back to five again and you're going to sacrifice so much with that as in the the oscar streak and and everything else that's involved all right rant over dan next match you got to talk about my voice is gone the raw women's championship alexa bliss the champion going against nia Jax. we've already got mark tardis's thoughts on this thank you very much mark i thought you was going to be a bit kinder than that and you've started it early but um well i hope alexa bliss wins i think you know, Mickey James could get involved. She's going to be there at ringside with her friends. But my head is saying that Nia Jax is potentially going to squash Alexa Bliss, especially after all the mean, nasty things she said about her yeah. recently in the build-up to it. What, what I think is good for Alexa Bliss is that if it does come to an end, what a run she's had. You know, like we say, what what uh, she's managed to outperform basically every woman on the roster to her credit to be put in a position like this, and to have a match with Nia Jax and WrestleMania, when you look how loaded the card is, and they still manage to be put on there, it's credit to both of them, you know? So, uh, I think, honestly, that's a... that is going to be really good tonight. We've just been asked by Mark Tyler as well. Will De- you've excited him now with Demon Finn Balor? Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Like, uh, probably out of 10, Dan, how sure are you that the Demon King will be here? I have a few reliable sources in the backgrounds at WWE. And I am between 50 and 70% sure that the Demon King will be making an appearance tonight. Oh, so you've heard it here maybe first. Uh, We're just not sure. But I tell you, if you're a Finn Balor fan, I would be pretty excited going in. Only because he did lose to Seth Rollins and Raw. And you always know the rule about losing a Raw and uh, what happens on the pay-per-view afterwards. But, as I say, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be Rollins who walks out as IC champion. Um, right, okay, so that's the Raw Women's Championship. And what about the SmackDown's Women's Championship? Charlotte Flair, the champion, going against the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow, Oscar. Mm. Uh, and and I'll tell you something with the Women's Revolution. Sometimes it can be a bit overused and whatnot, but I think WWE have done a great job here to... To have a match of this calibre, you know, a Charlotte versus Oscar match. We talked, we moaned, or people moaned about the Mixed Match Challenge uh, of, of Oscar's streak. Tonight, we're not sure. It, it is reminiscent of The Undertaker going at a WrestleMania event, having an undefeated superstar with the championship on the line against Charlotte Flair, the woman who's, come on, let's face it now, has been the, the true face of the women's revolution recently, you know. It has been a, an unbelievable thing, hasn't it, Dan, really? It has indeed. It is. It surpassed one of my favourite Goldberg streaks by miles. No, I was talking about uh, talking about Charlotte. Just the success oh. she's had in the uh, women's division. Like she's been a true face of it, hasn't she? She certainly time. has carried the women's revolution. Yes, she's. Unfortunately, she wasn't the first Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. That 
that accolade went to bliss. But she's done that. She was in the first Hell in the Cell as well. You know, she had all those wars with Sasha Banks that we know about. So, you know, like I said, it tonight, it's Charlotte, uh, if Charlotte, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte Flair won tonight, to be fair. Be, to be fair to Flair, because that's what they might do. And Charlotte Flair with victory against Oscar, uh, that could lead to a lot more rematches until Ronda Rousey's ready for either of them. Do you know what I mean? So, Well, I've said it before. If anyone's going to end the streak, it has the potential to be Oscar. Yeah. Uh, it has the potential to be Charlotte, sorry. Well, Oscar could lose the streak herself, really. Yeah. You know, like. But I, I don't think it's... I think it's going to go on for a little while longer. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. But, I mean, the hope of all hope that this match is given a, a prominent position, i.e. not the kind of filler or something like this, Dan, do you know what I mean? And put in a position where the fans can actually enjoy the match itself rather than being like, oh, we're just waiting for... That was a big match we've just had now. That's if, if it's after, like, Daniel Bryan's match, then I don't think there's a lot of hope for it. But if it's after, like... I don't know, SmackDown tag team title matches, something like that. Give it a little bit of time. You don't want it to go to the WWE Championship and the Universal title. No, without a doubt. And speaking of WWE Championship, it is AJ Styles versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. It's a dream match and people talk about it, but why is it a dream match, Dan, for anybody that's not sure? Because these two guys are possibly the best two in-ring performers in the WWE today. It, nay, in the world today. Um... They're, they're just both great. They both had brilliant matches. They're matching Japan. If you haven't seen it, I'll suggest you go watch it. It was a instant classic. Yeah. And if this is anything like that, then you're going to be on the edge of your seat all night and you're just going to be amazed. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, if it, again, we talk about giving time. The fans are going to be ready for AJ Nakamura. But they have to be given the time to tell a story in it. Like I said, the NJPW match, you know, was was over half hour. I don't know if it's going to be that long this time, but it will be great to see. And I think this will be a kind of a a one off tonight. You know, ruining predictions a little bit. I think Nakamura will win and Styles will move to Raw in the kind of draft shake up, whatever it is. So this is a chance now for these two to really put on the show, and then we can work towards another match down the line. You know, maybe in a year or so uh, after they've hopefully delivered a classic here tonight but I'd say it could be a complete letdown the card you know what I mean it really could be but it has the potential tonight to really uh, be the best WrestleMania of all time and we haven't even had a cast you know but before we get on to that the last match the last match is the universal title Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns well it's it's weird isn't it you know because we started the podcast just after WrestleMania 31 when that was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in the main event, we've known for a year that this match was going to happen. You know, there was always talk about it. I think the build-up to this has been quite good. What have you thought of the build-up between uh, Lesnar and Reigns? It has been good. They've actually finally turned the fans' opinions on Reigns around. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still shoving him down our throat. They're still billing him as the top guy in WWE, the big dog. But it's, it seems like he's the underdog in this match going into it. And, and I think that's because of Brock Lesnar and how unlikable Brock Lesnar is in the nicest possible way. Uh, the, the thing about it, this is, what's going to happen to Roman Reigns after WrestleMania? Who's the next guy to challenge him once Lesnar goes away? Because then you say the problem with the crowd comes back into it, doesn't it? You know. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting here tonight. Like I say, what match out of all of them, Dan, are you really looking forward to? 
I'm going to have to say the Styles versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura match. Yeah. Because uh, it feels like a true main event. And it feels like a true title match. A classic. At WrestleMania, about WrestleMania events. We had WrestleMania 32, which was main event by Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. We had WrestleMania 33, which was, of course, Undertaker and Reigns. So we've not had a, a true classic. I'm not saying it's going to be the main event match. But it's what? Look at me weird for. You said 32, Reigns and Undertaker. I'm oh, sorry. I meant 33 last year. And then WrestleMania 34 was, of course, whatever the main event's going to be. I don't think it is going to be... Um, Nakamura stars, but there is potential there for that. I think Lesnar Reigns is going to. I think all the cards, like we say, if you're given time, the only problem is is that it starts for us at midnight. It's going to go about five and a half hours long anyway, isn't it? You know, so it's going to be a long ass show. WrestleMania last year was the longest WrestleMania of all time. So uh, you're probably looking in for a really late, <laughs> late night if you're staying up in the UK watching it. Uh, but hey, you know, that is it. Dad. Anything else you want to say about WrestleMania? I just hope it meets all our requirements and it ticks every box and it's as good as TakeOver was last night. Oh yeah, I mean it's got a lot to live up to but we hope it can be the same as WrestleMania. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to stay for five minutes longer here because it's coming Yeah, it's coming to the end of the, uh, the Battle Royal. So we'll open up our predictions now, Dan, to let everybody know. So this is the third match that's going on now. Bailey and Banks teaming up. It's a moment in time, but yeah, let's open up the envelope. So we've had uh, two matches so far. Well, the first match was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yes. Um, who predictions wise? Who goes first? You've got. You the, go first. I have gone. Big Cass for my. <laughs> well, I have gone. Read it and weep, sunshine. Matt Hardy, there you go. You got delete, that right. Delete, delete. So, Dan, hang on, let me write this down. Dan goes 1-0 up here. What a great way to start WrestleMania. Uh, so, the Cruiserweight title match, Dan. <coughs> um, I went for Cedric. Cedric Alexander. That is 2-0 up. Where's my fucking... And Bailey. Has just won the women's battle royal. Wow! Oh, there you go. So I've gone there. You yes. see for that one, and then the women's battle royal. I have gone for Sasha Banks, but it's Ooh. not. It's not over because you thought Bailey won, but Naomi's still in the match. So the match hasn't finished yet. Naomi wasn't thrown over the top. But my pick, Banks, is gone. Who have you gone for this one, Dan? I went for Becky Lynch. You went Becky Lynch, you got eliminated ages ago, but it's still 2-1. Naomi wins the first ever Women's Battle Royal. So that's a bit of a shock. It goes 2-1 to Dan. Show. Yes, and nice shoes gets a nice trophy. Yeah, Naomi's the first woman to win. And I tell you, fair play, Naomi. You know, talk about Becky Lynch, talk about all them lot, uh, as in... Banks and uh, Bailey. Naomi, yes, she's been a great women's champion and she kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but now she gets her moment. Fair play to her at WrestleMania. Dan, thoughts? Yes, if if it wasn't Becky Lynch, I'd like to have seen Naomi win it. She's been dealt a bit of a crappy hand as of late. Slipped down the card and this is kind of the recognition that she could do with. Yeah, so that is it for our live show here. Uh, we've gone through the predictions. Of course, we'll be back on Wednesday for uh, the WNL 153 Part 2. 
two. Which is out Wednesday, the 11th. And, of course, that will be our WrestleMania, well, live show that we're going to start recording in uh, about 10 minutes' time. But that is it. I mean, that's everything, really, about WrestleMania. Dan takes an early lead, but, uh, like I said, there's, uh, what, 13, 12, 11 matches still to go. There's a lot more. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WW Network Review or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've also got a friend on Twitter. Yes, we have a friend on Twitter. His name is Mini Chris Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place. And you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Across all the Google platforms, don't forget, WW Network Review on Google+. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, yes, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend, I am Vince McDan. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast there. We've got all sorts of clips, like we talked about this on our live show yesterday, Dan Arcone, Jared, Ricochet, 6.30, our first uh, Raw shows together. You know, and every every podcast out there, podcast at the same time, there are other places like SoundCloud. On your radio of our live shows at this moment in time we won't have another live show until august so we'll see what happens until then but obviously we'll keep everyone informed next podcast of course is wednesday and then we'll have a podcast extra for the raw after wrestlemania and then of course the following wednesday we'll have an xd takeover new orleans but that is it and i should say we're also on itunes where you can download subscribe rate and review there that is it thanks for joining Huge WrestleMania weekend. Let's hope the event truly can deliver here, you know. Um, it's It's been great so far. And like I say, this is what wrestling's all about. We come to the biggest show in the year. It doesn't get any bigger or better than this. Uh, and from the, w, the WNR podcast, we just like to say thank you for listening to us over this weekend. So I have been James Rones. As always, I was joined by... Dan Mike. Thanks, everybody. And... Bye.